Father God, we thank you for this time. Go ahead. Oh, Lord Jesus, thank you, Father, uh, for this time we have to participate in reading your word and to get the truth, Lord, and to um, rejoice and to receive revelation from heaven and to even um, just be encouraged today, Lord. We, we thank you for, um, for who you are. We bless you. And we thank you for your goodness and your kindness and your grace that's overflowing in this house right now as I'm speaking, Lord. So thank you for being with us, Holy Spirit. And we invite you to teach us what we should know. In Jesus' name, amen, we pray. Amen, amen. All right, the reading of today is Isaiah 51, 1 to 53, 12. It says, a call to trust the Lord. Listen to me, all you who hope for deliverance, all who seek the Lord. Consider the rock from which you were cut, the quarry from which you were mined. Yes, think about, yes, think about Abraham, your ancestor, and Sarah, who gave birth to your nations. Abraham was only one man when I call him, but when I bless him, he became a great nation. Wow, that's interesting. The Lord will comfort Israel again and have pity on her ruins. Her desert will blossom like Eden, her barren wilderness like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness will be found there. Songs of thanksgiving will fill the air. Listen to me, my people. Hear me, Israel, for my law will be proclaimed and my justice will become a light to the nations. My mercy and justice are coming soon. My salvation is on the way. My strong arm will bring justice to the nations. All distant lands will look to me and wait in hope for my powerful arm. Look up to the skies above and gaze down on the earth below. For the skies will disappear like smoke and the earth will wear out like a piece of clothing. The people of the earth will die like flies, but my salvation lasts forever. My righteous rule will never end. Listen to me, you who know right from wrong. You who cherish my law in your hearts, do not be afraid of people's scorn, nor fear their insults. For the moth will devour them as it devours clothing. The worm will eat at them as it eats wool. But my righteousness will last forever. My salvation will continue from generation to generation. Wake up! Wake up, O Lord! Close yourself with strength. Flex your mighty right arm. Rouse yourself as in the days of old. When you slew Egypt, the dragon of the Nile, are you not the same today, the one who dried up the sea, making a path of escape through the depths so that your people could cross over? Those who have been ransomed by the Lord will return. They will enter Jerusalem singing, crowned with everlasting joy. Sorrow and mourning will disappear, and they will be filled with joy and gladness. I, yes, I am the one who comforts you. So why are you afraid of mere humans who wither like the grass and disappear? Yet you have forgotten the Lord, your creator, the one who stretched out the sky like a canopy and laid the foundations of the earth. Will you remain in constant dread of human oppressors? Will you continue to fear the anger of your enemies? Where is their fury and their anger now? It is gone. Soon all your captives, soon all you captives will be released. Imprisonment, starvation, and death will, will not be your fate. 
For I am the Lord your God, who stirs up the sea, causing its waves to roar. My name is the Lord of heaven's armies, and I have put my words in your mouth and hidden your safely in my hand. I stretched out the sky like a canopy and laid the foundations of the earth. I am the one who says to Israel, You are my people. Wake up, wake up, O Jerusalem. You have drunk the cup of the Lord's fury. You have drunk the cup of terror, tipping out his last drop. Not one of your children is left alive to take your hand and guide you. These two calamities have fallen on you, desolation and destruction, famine and war. And who is left to sympathize with you? Who is left to comfort you? For your children have fainted and lie in the streets, helpless as antelopes caught in a net. The Lord has poured out his fury. God has rebuked them. But now listen to this, you afflicted ones, who sit in a drunken stupor, though not from drinking wine. This is what the Sovereign Lord says, your God and Defender says. See, I have taken the terrible cup from your hands. You will drink no more of my fury. Instead, I will hand the cup to your tormentors, those who said, We will trample you in the dust and walk on your backs. Okay, Isaiah 52. Wake up. Wake up, O Zion. Close yourself with strength. Put on your beautiful clothes, O holy city of Jerusalem. For unclean and godless people will enter your gates no longer. Rise from the dust, O Jerusalem. Sit in a place of honor. Remove the chains of slavery from your neck. O captive daughter of Zion, for this is what the Lord says. When I sold you into exile, I received no payment. Now I can redeem you without having to pay for you. This is what the Sovereign Lord says. Long ago, my people chose to live in Egypt. Now they are oppressed by Assyria. What is this? asked the Lord. Why are my people enslaved again? Those who rule them shout in exaltation. My name is blasphemed all day long. But I will reveal my name to my people, and they will come to know its power. Then at last they will recognize that I am the one who speaks to them. How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of the messengers who bring good news. The good news of peace and salvation, the news that God, that the God of Israel reigns. The watchman shouts and sings with joy for before their very eyes. They see the Lord returning to Jerusalem. Let the ruins of Jerusalem break into joyful song. For the Lord has comforted his people. He has redeemed Jerusalem. The Lord has demonstrated his holy power before the eyes of all the nations. All the ends of the earth will see the victory of our God. Get out, get out and leave your captivity where everything you touch is unclean. Get out of there and purify yourself. You who carry home the sacred objects of the Lord, you will not leave in a hurry, running for your lives. For the Lord will go ahead of you. Yeah, the God of Israel will protect you from behind. The Lord's suffering servant. See, my servant will prosper. He will be highly exalted. But many were amazed when they saw him. His face was so disfigured, he seemed hardly a human. 
and from his appearance one would scarcely know he was a man. And he will startle, and he will startle many nations. Kings will stand speechless in his presence, for they will see what they had not been told. They will understand what they have not heard about. Who has believed our message? To whom has the Lord revealed his powerful arm? My servant grew up in the Lord's presence like a tender green shoot, like a root in dry ground. There was nothing beautiful or majestic about this appearance, nothing to attract us to him. He was despised and rejected, a man of sorrow acquainted with deepest grief. We turned our backs on him and looked the other way. He was despised and we did not care. Yet it was our weakness he carried. It was our sorrows that weighed him down. And we thought his troubles were a punishment from God, a punishment for his own sins. But he was pierced for our rebellion, crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. Amen. All of us like sheep had gone astray. We have left God's path to follow our own. Yet the Lord laid on him the sins of us all. He was oppressed and treated harshly, yet he never said a word. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter, and as the sheep in silent before the shears. He did not open his mouth. Unjustly condemned, he was led away. No one cared that he died without descendants, that his life was cut short in midstream. But he was struck down for the rebellion of my people. He had done no wrong and had never deceived anyone. He was buried like a criminal. He was put in a rich man's grave. But it was the Lord's good plan to crush him and cause him grief. Yet when his life is made an offering for sin, he will have many descendants. He will enjoy a long life. And the Lord's good plan will prosper in his hands. When he sees all that is accomplished by his anguish, he will be satisfied. And because of his experience, my righteous servant will make it possible for many to be counted righteous, for he will bear all their sins. I will give him the honors of a victorious soldier, because he exposed himself to death. He was counted among the rebels. He bore the sins of many and interceded for rebels. Amen. Amen. Wow. Amen. Amen. Wow. What a teaching. What mm-hmm. you know. Um, I saw. I saw the uh, where he says you know by his stripes we're mm-hmm. healed mm-hmm. and whole too, and made whole. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fifty-three five. Amen. Amen. He was whipped so we could be healed. You know, we just have to meditate on that. He was beaten so we can be made whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. He was pierced for our rebellion, crushed for our sins. You know, um, and if you go down a little further, it talks about how, but it was the Lord's good plan to crush him in number 10 and cause him grief. Um you know, another translation might say, um, but it pleased it pleased God. Um, you know, God was pleased for what he was, what was going to happen. Um, 
so it's a, this is a really good, you know, the prophetic prophecy from Isaiah about, about Jesus coming. It just clearly spells out exactly what happened. Um, but he calls him his righteous servant. My mm. righteous servant will make it possible. Okay, so the, it was, and he will enjoy a long life, and the Lord's good plan will prosper in his hands when he sees all that's accomplished by his anguish. He'll be satisfied. That's Jesus when he's in heaven, mm -hmm. you know, and, and us growing in Christ Jesus, the whole humanity race, running mm -hmm. with, with what the, he gave his life for the good, Lord's good plan. He will be satisfied. And because of his experience, my righteous servant will make it possible, possible for, for many to be counted righteous, for he will bear all their sins. Hallelujah. I, I thank God I'm a misfit because now I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Amen. I, I reign in life through Christ Jesus. Yeah, and I, I saw this too. It says he bore the sins of many and interceded for rebels. So that's even awesome because, you know, he is another place where it says that Jesus intercedes for us. You know. Amen. And the rebels that come to mind, you know, he was yeah. counted with the rebels with the right. disciples, you know. Right. There were rebels. They, right. They, uh... They cut off, Peter cut off the year as a rebel, yeah. you know, against the authorities. Yeah. In the beginning, too, it, it was, uh, it always talks about joy and gladness, you know, because we read that in Isaiah 35 yesterday about joy and, and gladness, obtaining it, and um, it just, that's what the Lord wants for us, joy and gladness, being happy, you know, being full of his joy, what, what he's brought through the cross and um yes yeah, it's, it's really awesome you know uh, so awesome because all this is against uh a darkened soul and the darkened sin nature that you couldn't get rid of you know mm -hmm. so you know all the, the his strong arm has brought us yes yes you know uh, mercy my mercy and justice are coming soon amen my salvation is on the way. Amen. My strong arm will bring justice to the nations. Mm -hmm. All distant lands will look to me and wait in hope for my powerful arm. Look up to the skies above and gaze down on the earth below. For the skies will disappear like smoke and the earth will wear out like a piece of clothing. The people of the Lord, the people of the earth will die like flies. But my salvation lasts forever. My righteous rule will never end. And I like over here where it says, Listen to me, all you who hope for deliverance. Hope for deliverance. Mm -hmm. All who seek the Lord. Consider the rock which you were cut. The quarry from which you were mined. Yet, yes, think about Abraham, your ancestor, and Sarah, who gave birth to, you, to your nation. Abraham was only one man when I called him. And when I blessed him, he became a great nation. Mm. So the Lord is blessing us. I, and I like it over here where it says that they're crowned with joy and gladness. Um, where did I see that? At the very beginning. Go back to the very beginning when you started. Yeah, I see it. Uh, He's talking about Israel. Yeah, chapter 1. No, yeah, the very beginning, like right here. Um, I think it's right there. Joy and gladness will be found there. 
Yeah, but another place it said, that, listen to me, it says they're crowned with joy and gladness. Again, it says mm-hmm. it. I mean, it's, uh, in other words, it's an anointing that doesn't go away, and you see it in people's faces. You know, through we go to churches, you go talk to some people that are real close to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Here it is. Uh, those who have been ransomed by the Lord will return. They will enter Jerusalem singing, crowned. Mm-hmm. See that word, crowned mm-hmm. with everlasting joy. Amen. Well, heck, he has crowned us with everlasting joy. How Amen. good? How cool is that? Yeah. Again, that's what we read in Isaiah 35 yesterday. Yeah. Sorrow and mourning will disappear, and they will be filled with joy and gladness. In other words, uh. You know, when mourning and disappointment comes, we've got to clap our hands, stomp our feet, sing a song, because we, we have been anointed with everlasting joy. Mm-hmm. In other words, gratitude and thanksgiving is a constant theme in our life. Ah, yes, I am the one who comforts you. So why are you afraid of mere humans who wither like the grass and disappear? Yet you have forgotten the Lord, your Creator, the one who stretched out the skies like a canopy and laid the foundations of the earth. Amen. That's good. Um, yeah. Amen. Thank you for his promises. The, There's uh, one part in there. It says, um, oh, or, or, did you start at 51? Yeah. Because I missed that part. Go up a little bit. Go. No, no. No, no. You're going go down. Okay, stop. You're going too fast. Um, right there. For I am the Lord your God. Do we start here? Who stirs up the sea, causing its waves to roar. My name is the Lord of heaven's armies. And I put my words in your mouth and hidden you safely in my hand. Okay? Right there. The Lord has put... we got to speak. we got to be, you know, prophetically... Pray, yeah. pray and, you know, prophetic. He's talking about the Holy Spirit yeah. coming into your heart. Right. But I put the words in your mouth. Through the Holy Spirit. You know. speak, through, of course, through the Holy Spirit. But, you know, that's why we use God's word for our situation here on this earth. Amen. For everything, you, yeah. and one of the things is, why did they they fear men? Why did they fear bills? Why do you fear the future when, when he says, "I am the one who stretched out the heavens. I am the one who put the sky like a canopy, laid the foundations on the earth." So, what it says to me, I have to study the Word of God to know the Father God in His mm-hmm. creation and and how great He is and memorize the scriptures. So I have a foundation to. I say, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna trust on the one right. who put the mountains up. I'm gonna trust the one who gives us water, who gives us sun, who whispers. In, I'm gonna trust in the Lord God. Yeah. Amen. Today's study, Isaiah. I also um, there was one part in there that says, you know, whose report are you gonna believe? It does. What? Yeah. Um, I was trying to find that. We're gonna believe the, the report, report of the Lord. Um, Whose report are you going to uh, believe? We're going to repeat, leave the report of the Lord. His report says, I am healed. His report says, I am filled. His report says, victory. Don't remember, huh? That's why I needed the book so I could mark what I was reading because I was sitting here with nothing. Well, where's your Bible, honey? You move stuff around, babe. Let's not get in there again. Um, you're responsible for your Bible. Babe. Yes, I am, but I'm not responsible. I think responsible you left it up north. No, I didn't. I never took it up north. Okay, we're recording, honey. 
I know. Isaiah 52. Okay, uh, 53.1. Go to 53.1 real quick. Okay, 53.1. We've got a commentator here. 53.1, there right. it is. So what you're just saying, you know, it says, who, who has believed our message? To whom has the Lord revealed his powerful arm? Okay, uh, it does say that, um, you know, and it goes on to talk about the crucifixion, but, um, you know, just like you're saying, it's like, what do we have to fear if we have the word of God in us and a promise from God, you know, to take care of us? The report of the Lord is what needs to be take precedence. You know, who do who do we believe? Do When's we, the last time you went through a situation and you relied on the word of God or relied on? Recently, recently, it hits us hard. Yeah, with Jay's situation, you know, we we don't remember. I don't remember all the time. Yeah, I start, you know. Yeah, you know, and and that's why you get, you know, we receive these report. A good example, we receive these reports from Jay's doctor. Well, it could be this, it could be that, but we don't know. So we don't we don't start to talk about what it, you know. Oh my God, he has this now. We have to wait, pray, influence the spirit. Call the word of God to come forth and prove itself. So that's what we're doing right now. We're putting stuff in the hopper so yeah. when that if that day should come, we have our we have our hopper full. We have our bank account. I like number two. It says, "My servant grew up in the Lord's presence like a tender green shoot, like a root in dry ground." Okay, he's. It says there's nothing. There was nothing beautiful or majestic about his appearance. Nothing to attract us to him, and he was despised and he was rejected. He got a, a man of sorrows acquainted with the deepest grief, and that's when it goes right into Isaiah 53. I think that's when he was going into the cross, right. despised and rejected. Mm-hmm. Yes, and we did not care, and he did all this. He carried our weaknesses, our sorrows. Yet he was our weakness he carried. It was our sorrows that weighed him down. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine when you're carrying somebody else's burden because mm-hmm. they're weak? You know, they yeah. pay their bill or right. something. Right. And we thought his troubles were a punishment from God, mm-hmm. punishment for his own sins. But he was pierced for our rebellion. Amen. That's right. He was crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be made whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. I like number seven, too, for just good, um, common day-to-day things when stuff pops up. You know, he was, Jesus was oppressed. He was treated harshly, yet he never said a word. You know, here we are in this world operating by the flesh, and we get offended easily. You know, I know I've had my moments, but I'm learning every day that, hey, don't, don't hang on to the offense, you know. Um, you know. Be humble. Humble yourself. Would you like to read the study for me? Uh, Talks about uh, Isaiah. We we know Isaiah 53, the prophecy. Okay, well, let's go over it. Isaiah, let's see if we miss anything. Isaiah, this one's going to zero on 52.13 and 53.12. A whole chapter says... This prophecy was given centuries before Jesus was beaten and crucified. In the Old Testament, people offered animals as sacrifices for their sins. Here, the sinless servant of the Lord offers himself for our sins. Jesus is the lamb offered for the sins of all people. Revelations 5, 6, and 14. John 1, 29. 
The central verse of this passage, Isaiah 53, 4 and 6, recognizes the benefits of Jesus' death. Believers would become right with God because of the suffering servant, not by their own works, but by the Messiah's great work on the cross. The Messiah suffered for our sake, bearing our sins to make us acceptable to God. It was the Lord's good plan to crush him and cause him grief. What can we say to such love? How will we respond to him? We will never suffer to the extent Christ did, physically or spiritually. But for some of us, suffering and grief may be part of the Lord's good plan. When we face it, we have two reasons to persevere, because Christ knows our grief and because God has a good plan for it. This will not make it easier or less painful, but we can take courage in the fellowship of Christ's suffering and in the good purpose God has. Well, you know, we usually get in situations because of the consequences of our words, you know. Mm-hmm. So, or lack know, of faith and belief. Yeah, you know, things happen. So, you know, uh, we can stay above water by speaking properly and speaking the promises of God and have a shield. You know, uh, Psalms 18, verse 1, 2, and 3, it says, I love you, O Lord, my God. The Lord is my strength, my shield, my tower, my buckler. Amen. You know, the, the Lord is my stronghold and, and the horn of my salvation. Uh, you know, and I will call upon the Lord while I live. So shall I be saved from situations. So shall I be saved from my enemies. You know, the Lord, the Lord honors his word. What easier way could be to live a good life? And to call on his promises and his help. Amen. Yeah, and I think um, that's what I was listening to yesterday in my time um, about hope. You know, not losing hope when you when a when a trial comes or a situation unexpected pops up. You know, we always have hope. We hope in because we have Jesus. Hope allows us to persevere through the trial. But more importantly, when I look at a situation that looks big. I have to look at my God because he's bigger than the problem. And I have to remember that something good is going to happen out of this problem. I just can't see it yet. But at the same time, you know, seeing, um, you know, the way it says in Hebrews 1 where it says that faith is, um, uh, or is it say, faith is being, un- uh, I don't know, what the, can't recite it at the moment, being um, sure of what you don't see. Um, and... You know, you have to see, yes, this is a problem, but God has a solution for every single problem already. He's already covered it. So we have to we have to have hope and not and and not look at the the natural world. Look at what's in the supernatural realm that God has in store for you. And because he's your daddy God, he wants good for you in all situations. He might be teaching you something. He might be removing something bad out of your life, pruning. But at the same time, you know, we, we have to operate on that. There's a solution for my problem. I have hope today. Amen. Amen. Okay, uh, we've got Ephesians. Okay, would you like to read it? Sure. Ephesians what? 1 through 33. Okay. Imitate God, therefore, in everything you do, because you are his dear children. Live a life filled with love, 
following the example of Christ, he loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma to God. Let there be no sexual immorality, impurity, or greed among you. Such sins have no place among God's people. Obscene stories, foolish talk, and coarse jokes, these are not for you. Instead, let there be thankfulness to God. Amen. You can be sure that no immoral, impure, or greedy person will inherit the kingdom of Christ and of God. For a greedy person is an idolater, worshiping the things of this world. Don't be fooled by those who try to excuse these sins for the anger of God will fall on all who disobey him. Don't participate in the things these people do. For once you were full of darkness, but now you have the light from the Lord. So live as people of light, for this light within you produces only what is good and right and true. Carefully determine what pleases the Lord. Take no part in the worthless deeds of evil and darkness. Instead, expose them. It is shameful even to talk about the things that our ungodly people do in secret. But their evil intentions will be exposed when the light shines on them. For the light makes everything visible. This is why it is said, Awake, O sleeper, rise up from the dead, and Christ will give you light. So be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Don't be drunk with wine, because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves, and making music to the Lord in your hearts. And give thanks for everything to God, for the Father in the name of Everything to God, the Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And further submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. For wives, this means submit, submit to your husbands as to the Lord. For a husband is the head of his wife, as Christ is the head of the church. He is the Savior of his body, the church. As for the church, as the church submits to Christ, so you wives should submit to your husbands in everything. For husbands, this means you love your wives just as Christ loved the church. He gave up his life for her to make her holy and clean, washed by the cleansing of God's word. He did this to present her to himself as a glorious church without a spot or wrinkle or any other blemish. Instead, he will be holy and without fault. In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as they love their own bodies. For a man who loves his wife actually shows love for himself. Beautiful. No one hates his own body, but feeds and cares for it, just as Christ cares for the church. And we are members of his body. Amen. Wow, it's a lot here. Um, as the scriptures... Finish it up. I finished. Oh, as the scriptures here, as the scriptures say, a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife, and the two are united into one. Beautiful. This is a great mystery, but it's an illustration of the way Christ and the church are one. 
So again, I say, each man must love his wife as he loves himself. And the wife must respect her husband. Amen. I love you, babe. I love you, babe. Amen, amen. Uh, it's beautiful the way it goes over. Likes the way he says that the word of God cleanses us. Mm. You know, it cleanses us, right. and that's what we're doing. Right. The word of God cleanses. Mm -hmm. like, what it does, it cleanses our souls, mm -hmm. right? Right. It it, it it sanctifies our souls. The one who gets. Uh, I love it when I said that. Amen. It's in the washing of the water of the word. Is that what you're talking about? Mm-hmm. Uh, in number 26, 20, to make 26. her holy and clean, holy, washed by the cleansing of God's word. Amen. Amen. That's how we constantly, you know, this what we're doing every day. You know, something pops out of us. We keep, you know, staying in the space of. You know, we, we submitted in marriage in reverence for Christ. Remember? Because so you're a Christian, I'm a Christian. Amen. Let's just, we're in, we're in a battle. Let's, you know, we need to help people. Let's just join forces. And we did. A lot of good has come out of it. Amen. So forth. You know, Amen. so we're, you know, we put Christ first in his words and duty. And everything works. The ship is running good. Amen. That's right. Uh, you know, I really, um, if you go to 20, I think it's 20. It says, and give thanks for everything to God, the Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, that's another, you know, when we read First Thessalonians 5, 16 to 17, 16 mm. to 18, it's saying the same thing here. Give thanks for everything. It doesn't say when my bank account is in the positive, mm. you know. Or when, when I, my, I, my lottery numbers don't hit. Right, or, you know, when I don't have a vehicle readily available to go to the gym, or, you know, when I, um, my house is in incomplete order, you know, or, you know, perhaps. perhaps Ephesians 520. Yeah. Perhaps I'm, you know, struggling with some kind of, um, uh, I need healing. I am to give thanks for everything to God the Father. In the but name of if Jesus. you have a gambling consumptions. We'll give thanks for that too. Um, you mean when I buy, when I gamble and I'm out of control, I'm supposed to give thanks for that? Yeah. So I can right. get, so I can get control, right? Well, and well, really on your own, you can't do that on your own. It's just like in step one of AA, admit you're powerless over the situation. And surrender your will to God, right? Right. So, right, this is really, you're not thanking him because, it, you know, it's a bad thing. You're really, to me, you're thanking him because you know how powerful he is to remove that from your life. How, you know, he's the deliverer. He, it says that, you know, many of the afflictions are the righteous, but the Lord delivers us all from that. So, you're saying, God, you know, I thank you that I'm going through this this um, sickness right now because I know that you've already healed us at the cross. So I, I use the word and I say, by your stripes, Lord, I thank you that I'm already healed. You're already, like we listened to that, yeah, you have to thank God before you see it, before it's here, right? We listen to, I don't know where. Amen, amen. It's so, almost like a, yes. Yeah, thank you, God, you know, that I don't see uh, uh, money in my account. Thank you that uh, the bills are piling up because... You're the creator. Nothing escapes you. I don't understand it, but I'm, I'm acknowledging I'm being obedient. Sovereign. I'm obedient to, 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 to that. I'm obedient to your word, and I'm supposed to give thanks for right. all things. I think the biggest sin is not doing something and not bringing him into the, 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 the circle. Equation. Yes. You know, you're, 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 you're gambling, and you're, you're not talking to God. Right. So be courageous. Have some guts. 
and, and admit it. That's what he wants you to do. He wants you to admit it and be obedient. I think that the biggest sin is not uh, uh, saying thank you. I'm alive. You know, it's, it's, there's a, a bigger blessing in believing that he's there with you. When you're trying to, that's your own efforts, your own selfish ends, trying to get something that he promised. I'm trying to make something come to pass instead of using the word that he's going to take care of all my needs according to his riches and glory of Christ Jesus. I'm using it, so I have to give thanks to God that I'm off. I thank you, God, that I'm looking the wrong way. Yeah, right. I thank you, God, that, uh, so, you know, in his mercy, that's actually a prayer of truthfulness, a prayer of obedient thanksgiving, mm. or asking for his help. You know, it, it sounds like you're mocking, but in reality, you're, you know, you're you're courageous enough to say, hey, I'm a misfit. I'm messing yeah. up here. And I thank you, God, that I'm messing up. I don't know how to be straightened out, Lord. I need your word to, to straighten me out and to show me the right path to walk in. You're not, you're not <laughs> allowing condemnation to set in okay, or fear beautiful. to set in. Beautiful. And what you're doing is you're saying, in essence, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And there you have an inheritance from that position in Christ that you walk in. But um, we don't, you know, we, we and that what's doing is you're pushing it to God on God's shoulders. Your burdens are going to God's shoulders. Mm -hmm. And guess what? You're thanking him. Now you become the offering to the God, to God, you know, and you're offering yourself to him, allowing him and his power to come in and bring the peace that you need for the situation. But you're also allowing resources to move in the heavens to, to come down you know dispatching angels on assignment for your situation and that's the, probably the most powerful thing you can do is throw right. your hands up to the lord thank god i don't know what i'm doing but you know you have wisdom for this situation you you're allowing the supply of grace to to overtake you in abundance According to Ephesians three twenty, you know. Amen. Now you're being obedient to the word. You're being obedient, yeah. to, and that you're going to be rewarded for being obedient, even if you're doing something yeah. wrong. You're going to right. be rewarded. Now, what kind of God is that? Well, you know, and, and then you can say, well, or I can do self effort, which mm. means I can try to clean it up on my own, you know, whatever. And then you, you, and God says, okay, go ahead, try to do it on your own. It's all right, my son, my daughter, but, um, you know. When it's so much easier for him to get it fixed faster, you know, with his resources available, you know, especially in the supernatural realm, you know, there's angels that, that lighting things up with God's word. When, when they, they hear the word of God, they heed to the word of God, you know, stuff just happens. And it's a wow, Jesus is awesome type of moment, you know. Amen. Amen. You know, I like this place where it says, so be careful how you live. 15. Uh -huh. Don't live like fools. Uh -huh. In other words, uh, have your faith and your miracle uh, motor ready to live wisely, to take to take up. You listen to take advantage of every opportunity that comes your way. OK, you got to be you got to be, uh, you know, ask for things, seek things, counsel properly, be on the cutting edge. And sharp, you know, because the the in other way you're dealing with somebody, you know, take be a, be assertive, you know, that you know what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Don't live like fools. Oh, que sera, sera. Mm -hmm. You know, the whole world's drinking and mm -hmm. and you know, mm -hmm. not really. Be wise how you live because mm -hmm. you have the words to eternal life. We have mm -hmm. something through our experience that we have we have awakened. To what the Lord wants us to do, we understand. Don't act thoughtlessly. 
Right. But understand what the Lord wants. So when you're in an AA meeting, you tend to relax and then just talk anything. But you have to you have to force yourself to speak by faith. You have to force yourself, see what the Lord wants you to do to be on the cutting edge and speak words of of, of, uh, of life, of resource. They give others life, you know. It's really, it takes effort to uh, to throw faith out there in the midst of the, and not let your grandiose or your or your greed or your pride take over. Stay there. Um, okay, bring it, bring it to me home. Yeah, baby. so in closing, um, you know, uh, go back to where you were a second ago where it talked about, oh, here it is. It says in number uh, 16, make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Okay? That's what we're in right now. We're in evil days. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, um, I like what it said earlier where it said, um, you know, that when the light um, shines in the dark places, then what happens is, I don't know where you have me, but uh, it says here, um, okay, carefully determine what pleases the Lord, okay, take no part in the worthless deeds of evil and darkness, instead expose them, it mm. is shameful even to talk about the things that, that ungodly people do in secret, but their evil intentions will be exposed when the light shines on them, for the light makes everything visible, okay, so, Go ahead and read the next one. Yeah, it says, so this is why it said, Awake, O sleeper, rise up from the dead, and Christ will give you light. So, so you're talking to a, a, a dead man walking. Yes. A spiritual awakening, mm-hmm. you know, Amen. attitude for Christ, a Very surrender. Uh-huh. You know, this is the right. transformation of accepting Christ. Awake, O sleeper, rise up from the dead. And that's what happened to me. That's mm-hmm. what happened to you. And Christ will give you light. In other words, he saw that his works were good and they gave him pleasure. That right. this, And it's almost like we are in this time right now in this country where we see a lot of evil things that have been in the secret and they're being exposed, you know, in big numbers, whether it's in Hollywood, political, the sports world, uh, people, even people who have, done bad things to kids and had them in houses and kept them malnourished and, and didn't, you know, abuse them that way. All of that is coming to the surface. It's because the light of, it's actually a good thing. The light of Jesus is shining in those dark places and it's exposing that, you know, to bring hopefully people to Christ, but also to, to not allow that injustice to people to keep on taking place. And, um, you know, I, I realize that it looks dark, but it's really a work that God is doing on this country and therefore we should be hopeful, you know, even though that's, this is exactly what the time we're living in right now, you know, people have done bad things and it, you know, it needs to get exposed so that, so that they can come to Christ or, you know, gets gets corrected and God's justice takes place in the name of Jesus. Let it be so. Amen. Amen. Okay, um, so let's read Psalm, Psalm 69, okay, 19 to 36. You, Lord, know of my shame, scorn, and disgrace. You see all that my enemies are doing. Their insults have broken my heart, and I'm in despair. If only one person would show some piety, pity, if only one would turn and comfort me, 
but instead they gave me poison for food. They offer me sour wine for my thirst. That's a Messianic psalm there, Jesus, right there. They offer me sour wine for my thirst. Let the bountiful table set before them become a snare, and their prosperity become a trap. Let their eyes go blind so they cannot see, and make their bodies shake continually. Pour out your fury on them, consume them with your burning anger. Let their homes become desolate, and their tents be deserted. To the one you have punished, they add insult to injury. They add to the pain of those you have hurt. Pile their sins up high and don't let them go free. Erase their names from the book of life. Don't let them be counted among the righteous. I am suffering and in pain. Rescue me, O God, by your saving power. Then I will praise God's name with singing and I will honor him with thanksgiving. For this will please the Lord more than sacrificing cattle, more than presenting a bull with its horns and hooves. The humble will see their God at work and be glad. Let all who seek God's help be encouraged. For the Lord hears the cries of the needy, and he does not despise his imprisoned people. Praise him, O heaven and earth, the seas and all that move in him. Then, for God will save Jerusalem and rebuild the towns of Judah his people will live there and settle in their own land. The descendants of those who obey him will inherit the land. And those who love him will live there in safety. Amen. You know, just a quick note here where it says for uh, to, to give the Lord. It says, then I will praise God's name with singing and I will honor him with thanksgiving. For this will please the Lord more than sacrificing cattle, more than presenting a bull with its horns and hooves. And um, that's great because it says the same thing in Psalm 50, you know, that God doesn't need the, the sacrifice of bulls and goats or whatever, but he just wants you to offer that thanksgiving to him. Mm -hmm. And that, that pleases him. Thanksgiving greatly pleases him. I think we're seeing it more and more in the scriptures. And when we say, I thank you, God, I'm playing the lottery. That's one. It's hard to believe. My selfishness doesn't want to believe. My pride doesn't want to believe it. But it's actually best thing you can do for a sin for a wrong or you know when i'm going down i'm going 80 miles an hour down the freeway and i'm going to go see anna amen i thank you god i'm a misfit i think give me some grace and you know i acknowledge it and i think i get a little insurance <laughs> <laughs> you, you know it tells more me, extra angels behind you because everybody got he tells me when to slow down and i look for indicators little red cards or stuff and i'll slow down and but you know all is well you know Praise God. Amen. And the, the proverb 24-7 says, Wisdom is too lofty for fools. Among leaders at the city gate, they have nothing to say. Amen. Thank God we got things to say. Ooh. I love you, Lord. Yes, thank you, Lord. For thank you, Jesus, for this time we have together with your Seal word. word. Seal the word, Lord. You cleanse us and you made us whole, Lord. Through your word and through the reading of your word, our souls are comforted, Lord. Amen. Amen. Father God, we thank you for September 27th. Give us eyes and ears to hear. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. Whatever the Lord tells us, only through Christ Jesus we can do, Lord. I of ourselves are nothing, Lord. You are everything, Lord. We bless your holy name. We worship your holy name, Lord. Amen. September 27th. Okay, Isaiah 51, chapter 1 to 53, 
12. Okay, two chapters. Listen to me, all who hope for deliverance, all who seek the Lord, consider the rock from which you were cut, the quarry from which you were mined. Yes, think about Abraham, your ancestor, and Sarah, who gave birth to your nation. Abraham was only one man when I called him. But when I blessed him, he became a great nation. The Lord will comfort Israel again and have pity on their ruins. Her desert will blossom like Eden, her barren wilderness like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness will be found there. Songs of thanksgiving will fill the air. Listen to me, my people. Hear me, Israel, for my law will be proclaimed, and my justice will become a light to the nations. My mercy and justice are coming soon. My salvation is on the way. My strong arm will bring justice to the nations. All distant lands will look to me and wait in hope for my powerful arm. Look, look up to the skies above and gaze down on the earth below. For the skies will disappear like smoke and the earth will wear out like a piece of clothing. The people of the earth will die like flies, but my salvation lasts forever. Amen. My righteous rule will never end. Listen to me, you who know right from wrong, you who cherish my law in your hearts. Do not be afraid of people's scorn, for, nor fear their insults, for the moth will devour them as it devours clothing. The worm will eat at them as it eats wool, but my righteousness will last forever. <coughs> my salvation will continue from generation to generation. Wake up, wake up, O Lord. Clothe your, yourself with strength. Flex your mighty right arm. Rouse yourself as, it, as in the days of old when you slew Egypt, the dragon of the Nile. Are you not the same today, the one who dried up the sea, making a path of escape through the depths so that your people could cross over? Those who have been ransomed by the Lord will return. They will enter Jerusalem singing crowned with everlasting joy. Sorrow and mourning will disappear and they will be filled with joy and gladness. I, yes, I am the one who comforts you so why are you afraid of mere humans who wither like the grass and disappear? Um, okay. Yet you have forgotten the Lord your creator, the one who stretched out the sky like a canopy and laid the foundations of the earth. Will you remain the constant dread of human oppressors? Will you continue to fear the anger of your enemies? Where is their fury and anger now? It's gone. Soon all your captives will be released. Imprisonment, starvation, and death will not be your fate. For I am the Lord your God who stirs up the sea, causing the waves to roar. My name is the Lord of heaven's armies, and I have put my words in your mouth and hidden you safely in my hand. I stretched out the sky like a canopy 
and laid the foundations of the earth. I'm the one who says to Israel, you are my people. Wake up, wake up, O Jerusalem. You have drunk the cup of the Lord's fury. You have drunk the cup of terror, tipping out its last drops. Not one of your children is left alive to take your hand and guide you. These two calamities have fallen on you. Desolation and destruction, famine and war. And who is left to sympathize with you? Who is left to comfort you? For your children have fainted and lie in the streets. Helpless as antelopes caught in a net, the Lord has poured out his fury. God has rebuked them. But now listen to this, you afflicted ones, who sit in a drunken stupor, though not from drinking wine. This is what the Sovereign Lord, your God and Defender says. See, I've taken the terrible cup from your hands. You will drink no more of my fury. Instead, I will hand that cup to your tormentors. Those who said we will trample you in the dust and walk on your backs. Wake up, wake up, O Zion. Clothe yourself with strength. Put on your beautiful clothes, O holy city of Jerusalem. For unclean and godless people will enter your gates no longer. Rise from the dust, O Jerusalem. Sit in a place of honor. Remove the chains of slavery from your neck. O captive daughter of Zion, for this is what the Lord says. When I sold you into exile, I received no payment. Now I can redeem you without having to pay for you. This is what the Sovereign Lord says. Long ago, my people chose to live in Egypt. Now they are oppressed by Assyria. What is this? asked the Lord. Why are my people enslaved again? Those who rule them shout in exaltation. My name is blasphemy all day long. But I will reveal my name to my people, and they will come to know its power. Mm. Then at last they will recognize that I am the one who speaks to them. How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of the messengers who bring good news. Amen. The good news of peace and salvation, the news that the God of Israel reigns. The watchmen shout and sing with joy, for before their very eyes... They see the Lord returning to Jerusalem. Let the ruins of Jerusalem break into joyful song, for the Lord has comforted his people. He has redeemed Jerusalem. The Lord has demonstrated his holy power before the eyes of all the nations. All the ends of the earth will see the victory of our God. Get out, get out and leave your captivity where everything you touch is unclean. Get out of there and purify yourself. You who carry home the sacred objects of the Lord, you will not leave in a hurry running for your lives. For the Lord will go ahead of you. Yes, the God of Israel will protect you from behind. See, my servant will prosper. He will be highly exalted. But many were amazed when they saw him. His face was so disfigured, he seemed hardly human. And from his appearance, one would scarcely know he was a man. And he will startle many nations. Kings will stand 
speechless in his presence. For they will see what they had not been told. They will understand what they had not heard about. Who has believed our message? To whom has the Lord revealed his powerful arm? My servant grew up in the Lord's presence like a tender green shoot, like a root in dry ground. There was nothing beautiful or majestic about his appearance, nothing to attract us to him. He was despised and rejected, a man of sorrows acquainted with deepest grief. We turned our backs on him and looked the other way. He was despised and we did not care. Yet it was our weakness he carried. It was our sorrows that weighed him down. And we thought his troubles were a punishment from God, a punishment for his own sins. But he was pierced for our rebellion, crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. All of us, like sheep, have strayed away. We have left God's path to follow our own. Yet the Lord laid on him the sins of us all. He was oppressed and treated harshly, yet he never said a word. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter and as a sheep in silence before the shears. He did not open his mouth. Unjustly condemned, he was led away. No one cared that he died without descendants, and his life was cut sh in short and mid-streams. But he was struck down by the rebellion of my people. He had done no wrong. He had never deceived anyone. He was very like a criminal. He was put in the rich man's grave. But it was the Lord's good plan to crush him and cause him grief. Yet when his life is made an offering for sin, he will, he, he will have many descendants. He will enjoy a long life, and the Lord's good plan will prosper in his hands. When he sees all that is accomplished by his anguish, he will be satisfied. And because of his experience, my righteousness servant will make it possible for many to be counted righteous, for he will bear all their sins. <coughs> I will give him the honors of a victorious soldier because he exposed himself to death. He was counted among the rebels. He bore the sins of many and intercedes for rebels. Amen. Amen. Ooh. Wow. That was an awesome chapter and it went quickly. This prophecy, today's study, was given centuries before Jesus was beaten and crucified. In the Old Testament, people offered animals as sacrifice for their sins. Here, the sinless servant of the Lord offers himself for our sins. Jesus is the lamb offered for the sins of all people. Revelations 5, 6-14. The central verse of this passage, Isaiah 53, 4, recognizes the benefits of Jesus' death. Believers would come right with God because of the, of the suffering servant. 
not by their own works, but by the Messiah's great work on the cross. The Messiah suffered for our sake, bearing our sins to make us acceptable to God. It was the Lord's good plan to crush him and cause him grief. What can we say to such love? How will we respond to him? We will never suffer to the extent Christ did, physically or spiritually. But for some of us, suffering and grief may be part of the Lord's good plan. When we face it, we have two reasons to preserve because Christ knows our grief and because God has a good plan for it. This will not make it easier unless pain. And some of us, God will fortunately bless and bless and bless. He will bless us because we have wisdom. Wisdom puts uh, riches in a man's house, like the scripture says. When you have wisdom, you have knowledge to get and knowledge to help God in his building his church. Wisdom makes you rich, and we're experiencing that getting the wisdom out of the Bible, which is Jesus Christ. Amen. Yeah, very good. <clears throat> I love where it says that Jesus made us whole uh, He made us whole, completely whole. Amen. It's amazing how we, it, there's two different things, seeking the Lord because you want to learn more of Him, or seeking Him trying to get whole. I mean, if, we're, if we, we, we act like we're whole, and we seek Him, praising Him, and thanking I like where it says there be shouts of thanksgiving, and rejoicing, mm -hmm. and Amen. victory in the tents of the righteous. Mm. Amen. That's wholeness. Amen. That's faith. I love that. Yes. How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of the messengers who bring good news. Good Amen. news of peace and salvation. Amen. The news that the God of Israel reigns. Amen. The watchmen shout and sing with joy, for before their very eyes they, they see the Lord returning to Jerusalem. Amen. Amen. That's good. That's good. I noticed... Um, the Lord in the book of Isaiah always wants to be, he wants, always wants to bring up the past miracles that he's done, you know, um, when he talks about um, in the beginning, um, 51, um, 5111, or actually 50, 5110, are you not the same today, the one who dried up the sea, making a path of escape through the depths so that your people could cross over? You know, and then he, he talks about, I mean, the parting of the Red Sea here again, like he mentions in the Psalms. And so that big, that was a big deal to part that sea. Because it's mentioned throughout the Bible in, in the Old and the New Testament. Um, but then he goes back. It says, yet you've forgotten the Lord, the, your creator, the one who stretched out the sky like a canopy mm -hmm. and laid the foundations of the earth. So it's like the Lord is saying, hey, I'm God. I'm the creator. I'm the one who, who, you know, spoke the world into existence. I created the stars and the skies and the foundations of the waters on the earth. So he just always reminds us that how powerful he is when he, you know, and he always talks about the, the waves and the, the sea and the roar. You know, it's just, he's a 
just amazing how, you know, can you really fathom, put your arms around that, you know, it's like, you know, I'm God, put your arms around these huge uh, things that I've done, my, the power that I have, um, and I like, I like how he just, um, he reminds us here, he, in, if I move down in number 22, it says, this is what the sovereign Lord's this is what the sovereign Lord, your God and defender says. So it's like, you know, I'm sovereign. I'm your defender. I'm your God. I'm all these things you want me to be. And um, that's so awesome. Um, you know, it's just, I like this part too in, in number, um, if we move on to 52.4, it says, Actually, 54.6 is this, but I will reveal my name to my people and they will come to know its power. Okay. Then at last they will recognize that I'm the one who speaks to them. Okay. So the Lord is going to reveal himself to his people. You know, he, he likes to reveal himself so we will know what kind of power he has. Um... What else? Amen. Oh, and the other thing I like is this is a good scripture too in 13, 52, 13. Mm -hmm. For the Lord will go ahead of you. Yes, the Lord God of Israel will protect you from behind. So not only does the Lord go before you, he goes behind you and he protects you. Now, where, do you, where can you get that in the world? No mm -hmm. bodyguard can do what God can do to provide protection. He can't be on the front and the back. You can have several people. And even then, they can't protect you from a bullet or, a, you know, problems. So that's good. Amen. Um, wow. And then, I, of course, Isaiah 53 is amazing. Um, you know... You know, it says it, and it says you know. You said earlier that you know there were he called us to be whole. You know, when we're weak, when we're sorrowful, um, for circumstances. You know, the Lord has carried those sorrows as well already. When we're grieving about something, um, it, it, all of that came from His beating, discerning His body that it was beaten so we could be whole. You know, he was whipped so we could be healed. It, because over in the next line, it says, All of us like sheep have strayed away. We have left God's path to follow our own. And that's amazing because it's like some of those things we cause on our own. So Jesus, even though, you know, he was beaten, wounded, despised, but it's because, and even though we've left the path of right, what we should be doing, being in the wrong place, wrong time, it says, yet the Lord laid on him the sins of us all. Isn't that awesome? Amen, yes. And and over here, and, it, and you go down a little bit further after 53, 6, or 8, it goes down there, it says, but he was struck down for the rebellion of my people, he did no wrong and had never deceived anyone, but he was buried like a criminal and he was put in a rich man's grave. Um, I, there was a part somewhere, I think in the next page. Hold on, let me turn there and see if that's what I want to bring up. Um, 
No, I'm not there. I have to turn this. My page is kind of stuck. Okay. Uh, I like this. He was counted among the rebels. He bore the sins of many and interceded for the rebels. Isn't that often awesome? Uh-huh. Right here, Jesus is interceding for the rebels. Amen. He, well, he said, I have already interceded for you. I asked, mm-hmm. the, the, Satan asked right. to see you, Peter. Right. Those are the rebels he mm-hmm. interceded for right. ahead of time. Yeah, amen. And he's, he's interceded for us and made a way for us to, so we can hang in there. Yeah. I like the one where you said, you brought it out about the weaknesses. He right. took our weaknesses. weaknesses. And I think ourselves. I think we uh, overhit that mark, and we we uh, we don't. Uh, Lord, I'm weak in this. Mm. Help me to wax a car. Yeah. I am weak in this. Help me to do a presentation. Right. I mean, just about in everything. Uh, Lord, I am weak on this. Help, go with me, Lord. I mean, it might it might seem like a small thing to other people. Right. Lord, my weaknesses today. I I don't know what I should be thinking about or how to occupy my day, Lord. In my weakness, you said you you carried them and you carried my sorrows, Lord. Right. Lord, if I can do all things only through you, Christ Jesus, that's my weakness. Because my weakness, uh, I don't want my weaknesses to get in the way of my studies. Right. In Jesus' name. Yes, and uh, one thing I wanted to bring up at the very beginning, which is from the Proverbs, I believe. If you go to Isaiah 51, number... Um, well, start at number four. It says, Listen to me, my people. Hear me, Israel, for my law will be proclaimed, and my justice will become a light to the nations. And right here, My mercy and justice are coming soon. My salvation is on the way. My strong, strong arm will bring justice to the nations. All distant lands will look to me and wait in hope for my powerful arm. Okay? Um and a little bit further down, it says, The people of the earth will die like flies, but my salvation lasts forever. My righteous rule will never end. That, that's so encouraging. You know, yeah. that's what the uh, Zealots were expecting. You know, they were mm-hmm. you know, they were saying it was a kingdom. I bet you when Jesus came, they, he probably said, Boy, I should have explained them more that it was going to be mm-hmm. a heavenly... Uh, you know, he keeps telling them that this is a spiritual realm; it's not a physical realm. Mm-hmm. And they couldn't see it. They wanted to see. The, they wanted to get the Romans' butts kicked, and now, you know, they wanted justice. I, you know, I, I just really like. If you're ever like unsure about your salvation, this is a good surety here that mm. we're seeing because it says, "My salvation lasts forever." And when you go down a little further, it says, but my righteousness will last forever. My salvation will continue from generation to generation. So it's, but because when you go to Isaiah 53 over here, it says, yet the Lord laid him the sins of us all. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it's like, hey, Jesus took my sins and my, and, and he saved me and my salvation is forever. This word says. So no one can ever take your salvation away from you, you know. You make a mistake, you make mm-hmm. a mistake. You know, relax. Those are my weaknesses, yeah. Lord. That's yeah. where the weaknesses are, right there. Yeah, Yet it was our weakness he yeah. carried. Yes, our sorrows. Lord, you take me my, my weakness. Help me, Lord. I am the righteousness of God, God in, in Christ, Christ Jesus. Jesus. Right. I am, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that you took my troubles. 
Thank you for my punishment. You took my troubles yes. and my punishment, Lord. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Lord God. They weighed you down, Lord, my sorrows, Lord. Mm -hmm. Oh, one, one more cool nugget. You know, in fact, what we read here in these last two chapters is so much to just take. You know, because this part here, it says in number 16, I think it's in 50, no, but it was 53 already, 52, no, not 52, yeah, maybe it is 52, but um, it says here in 16, and I have put my words in your mouth and hidden you safely in my hand. You know, he goes on to talk about the sky and the canopy again. Uh, God has you know, his word, we have to let it come out of our mouth. Mm. You know, we have to prophetically speak the future when we run into problems. Because mm -hmm. the Lord, if we we got to we got to do the work by reading the word to understand what the you know what his will is for our lives. And so he teaches us with his wisdom. But right here, it's his words. That he's put the words in our mouth already. It's our turn to speak it. You know, and be, you know, co-creating with, co-laboring with God to accomplish His will on this earth, and His will is that all should should come to know Jesus. And so, you know, we we need to use His Word in order to accomplish what we need in our lives. You know, whether it's finances, whether it's uh, bringing back a prodigal son or daughter. You know whether it's uh, keeping the peace when the enemy comes with his heels, trying to trying to knock us off, to strengthen us in times of moments of weakness. Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. the Lord has put the words in our mouth, and we have the power to speak the word because it's a truth. And now what we've done is we've influenced the heavens to send the angels down here to um, to bring forth what we need on earth as it is in heaven. Okay, so awesome, 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 amen. This is amen. such a good, this is really, I was like, wow, that too, and this and that. I was like, I was all over the place. Oh, one more thing, <laughs> sorry. Uh, if we go back to 53.10, it said, but it was the Lord's good plan to crush him and cause him grief. Yet when his life is made an offering for sin, he will he will have many descendants. He will enjoy a long life. And the Lord's good plan will prosper in his hands. Okay, in Jesus' hands. Amen. Okay, when he, when he sees all that's accomplished by his anguish, he will be satisfied. You know, it's like Jesus seeing what he did and many come to glory and worship God, you know, it's that that satisfies him. What he pleased the you know, but it pleased God. I always hear Joseph Prince talking about, it, but it pleased the Father to crush him. Well, how can you, you know, how can you be pleased for that to happen to your own son, mm -hmm. right? But mm -hmm. it said his good was his good. It was his good. It's a good plan for him to do that because the sins of the world are on his shoulders. And then that, therefore, what's going to come forth? Like much fruit is going to come forth. Much glory is come forth, going to come forth. And it's a good plan that he has. And um, and when Jesus sees, based on what he went through, he's going to be satisfied with what he sees, the outcome of it.
Wow. And it says, and because of his experience, my righteous servant will make it possible for many to be counted righteous right here. For he will bear all their sins. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. That's Amen. a hallelujah moment. Boy, I was a little uh, tired before we got into the book of Isaiah. I wasn't really in the... But I did it. Whew, thank you, Lord. We got through the book of Isaiah. Isaiah is so good. So good. Wait Amen. We get, wait till Amen. we get to Isaiah 54 about about no weapon used against us is going to prosper. Seeing old barren woman. You know, all of those good stuff. Ephesians chapter 5, 1 through 13. Go ahead, fire it up. Okay. Imitate God, therefore, in everything you do. Oh, Lord. That's a big one. Because you are his dear children, live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ. He loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma to God. Let there be no sexual immorality, impurity, or greed among you. Such sins have no place amongst God, God's people. Obscene stories, foolish talk, and coarse jokes. These are not for you. Instead, let there be thankfulness to God. You can be sure that no immoral, impure, or greedy person will inherit the kingdom of God. A kingdom of Christ and, and of God. For a greedy person is an idolater worshiping the things of this world. Don't be fooled by those who try to excuse these sins, for the anger of God will fall on all who disobey him. Don't participate in the things these people do. For once you were full of darkness, but now you have light from the Lord. So live as people of light, for this light within you produces only what's good and right and true. Carefully determine what pleases the Lord. Take no part in the worthless deeds of evil and darkness. Instead, expose them. It is a shame. It's shameful even to talk about the things that ungodly people do in secret. But their evil intentions will be exposed when the light shines on them. For the light makes everything visible. This is why I said, Awake, O sleeper, rise up from the dead, and Christ will give you light. So be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants us to do. Don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves and making music to the Lord in your hearts and give thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, and further submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. For wives, this means submit to your husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of his wife as Christ is the head of the church. He's the savior of this bo his body, the church. As the church submits to Christ, so you wives should submit to your husbands in everything. Oh, oh Lord, are you talking to me? For husbands, this means love your wives just as Christ loved the church. He gave up his life for her to make her holy and clean, washed by the cleansing of God's word. He did this to present her to himself as a glorious church without a spot or wrinkle or any other blemish. Instead, she will be holy and without fault. 
In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as they love their own bodies. For a man who loves his wife actually shows love for himself. Hallelujah. That's my husband there. No one hates his own body, but feeds and cares for it, just as Christ cares for the church and we're members of his body. Amen. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Um, care to share? Okay. I guess I'm going to share. Um, wow. So we're to imitate God, be imitators of God in everything we do because we're children of God. Live a life filled with love following Christ's example, how he loved us. And he offered himself as a sacrifice for, for us as a pleasing aroma to God. That's beautiful, Lord. Um, Okay, I like the part where it talks about, you know, don't be fooled by those people who try to who try to excuse sins for the anger of God will fall on who, all who disobey Him. Don't participate with the people. But it says here, for once you were full of darkness, but now you have light from the Lord. So live as people of light, for this light within you produces only what is good and right and true. Carefully determine what pleases the Lord. Take no part in worthless deeds of evil and in darkness. Instead, expose them. Whoa, I like that because it says, um, But their evil intentions will be exposed when the light shines on them, for the light makes everything visible. And this is what it, why it said, Awake, O sleeper, rise up from the dead, and Christ will give you light. And the moment we make that decision for Christ, you know, all of the dark areas, are, uh, we're exposing all the dark areas in our life to the light of Christ. And, um, Amen. Okay, and it's great instruction. Be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Beautiful. But um, that's so awesome. Um, you know, do things, don't be drunk, but do things, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Singing songs and hymns and spiritual songs among us. Make music to the Lord from our hearts. And once again, it's a reminder, give thanks for everything to the God, the Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Everything, not just the good, but all situations that come our way, um, we're to give thanks for. I love Ephesians. Mm, yeah. You know, one, one thing I want to point out, when it starts talking about submitting to, to the husband and how, you know, the husband is ahead of the, the wife and so forth, um, and the husband treat her like the church, um... But, you know, it says here, just as Christ loved the church, he gave up his life for her. It says to make her, to make her holy and clean, washed by the cleansing of God's word. Okay, he did this to present to her to himself a glorious church without a spot or wrinkle or any other blemish. Instead, she will be holy and without fault. Um... I guess that what's interesting about that is by the cleansing, by the washing the water of the word of God, right? I've heard the scripture say, 
says that, um, I'm reading it here, washed by the cleansing of God's word. So as we read God's word, as we hear God's word, we are getting cleansed. Our attitude. Yeah, our <clears throat> attitude cleanses. And I'm, make no mistake, we still have flesh to overcome. Every day we have to die daily to the things of the world. And, and, and again, it says here, so, you know, make sure that you listen to what the Lord wants you to do. Before that, it says that. So, you know, live, living wisely, you know, listening through the word. But, you know, when you're, when you, when you need to have an area in your life that's dark, it comes to exposure through the light. The word is light. The way the scripture says in Psalm 119, your word is a lamp unto my feet and light to my path. So, you know, the word will constantly cleanse us and, and direct us and give us light and give us wisdom. God, you know, I, I just think the word is full of seeking God's word. Get the word in here. You live in the kingdom. You have kingdom, kingdom rights, access rights. You know how they have so many movies today about the dead man walking, the people, the zombies and so forth. Uh -huh. But right here is backed up in scripture. It says, awake, O sleeper, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. rise up from the dead, mm. and Christ will give you life. Yes. So at one point or another, we were all walking as dead, dead mm -hmm. man walking. Right, right. I always say that in AA as dead man walking when I came in here. Amen. Mm. Now Christ has given me light. I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus. Right. All things have passed away. Behold, all things, all things have become new. For this light within you produces only what is good and right and true. And that's exactly what happened to me. I, I wanted to produce good, right, and true for myself and for others and for my boys. It was so important that they get saved when mm -hmm. they were about 10 years old. With me, that was my, to make them, so I helped them go to heaven. Amen. Praying the Psalms. Plead with God for justice when there is no compassion. Psalm 69, 16 to 36. Thanks. You, Lord, know of my shame, scorn, and disgrace. You see that all my enemies are doing, their insults have broken my heart, and I am in despair. If only one person would show some pity, if only one would turn and comfort me, but instead they give me poison for food. They offer me sour wine for my thirst. Let the bountiful table set before them become a snare and their prosperity become a trap. Let their eyes go blind so they cannot see and make their bodies shake continually. Pour out your fury on them. Consume them with your burning anger. Let their homes become desolated and their tents be deserted. To the one you have punished, they add insult to injury. They add to the pain of those you have hurt. Pile their sins up high and don't let them go free. Erase their names from the book of life. Don't let them be counted among the righteous. I am suffering and in pain. Rescue me, O God, by your saving power. Then I will praise God's name with singing, and I will honor him with thanksgiving. For this will please the Lord more than sacrificing cattle, more than presenting a bull with his horns and hoofs. The humble will see their God at work and be glad that all who seek God help be encouraged. 
For the Lord hears the cries of the needy. He does not despise his imprisoned people. Praise him, O heaven and earth. Praise him, the seas and all that move in them. For God will save Jerusalem and rebuild the towns of Judah. His people will live there and settle in their own land. There, the descendants of those who obey him will inherit the land. And those who love him will live there in safety. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for the reading of your word. Proverbs 24, 7. Wisdom is too lofty for fools. Among leaders at the city gates, they have nothing to say. Amen. Amen and uh, amen. Just one note here in um, Psalm 69, verse 30. It says, Then I will praise God's name with singing. Okay, but if you go to the line before that, it says, I'm suffering and in pain. Rescue me, O God, by your saving power. Then I will praise God's name with singing, and I will honor him with thanksgiving. For this will please the Lord more than sacrificing cattle. Amen. So that's, remember in Psalm 50 how it says, offer your God, you know, a vow of thanksgiving. You know, for it says, you know, I don't, need, like, I don't need the, the sacrifices of bulls and goats. I want thanksgiving. So here's, it just says that again. You know, isn't that beautiful to have a, have a, take communion you know, for others, and then praise Him, sing songs to Him, sing, you know, sing thanksgiving and joy, singing out loud to the Lord, like we did this morning. Just, you know, just break out in song and praise and worship, and then have Bible study. And now when we finish this, we'll, we'll, we're going to top it off with praying for the unfortunate, which we'll is raise them up again to the presence of God. Amen. We keep lifting people up that need His covering and His guidance. And his success, not only in heaven, but success here on earth. Amen. In Jesus' name, so be it. Thank you. Hallelujah. That's awesome. Yes, come to me, saith the Lord. Come unto me, all you that labor and heavy burden, and I will give you rest. Yes, come to me for rest, but stay for rest. Stop all feverish haste and be calm and untroubled. Come unto me, not only for petitions to be granted, but for nearness to me. Be sure of my help. Be conscious of my presence and wait until my rest fills your soul. Rest knows no fear. Rest knows no want. Rest is strong, sure, the rest of soft glaze and peaceful flowing rivers of strong immovable hills. Rest. And all you need to gain this rest is to come to me. So come. I am among you as one that serveth. Yes, remember to serve all. Be ready to prove your sonship by service. Look on all you meet as guests in your father's house. And be treated with love, with all considerations, with gentleness. As a servant of all, think no work beneath you. Be ever ready to do all you can for others. Serve, serve, serve. There is gladness in service, a joy in doing my will for others, and being my expression of all good for them. Remember that when you serve others, you are acting for your master and the Lord who washed his disciples' feet. So in service for others, express your love for me. 
I am my hand. Uh, is my hand shortened that it cannot save? No. My power to save increases as your power to understand my salvation increases. So from strength to strength, from power to power, we go in union. Limitless is my miracle working power in the universe. Though it has limitations in each individual life, but only to the extent of the lack of vision of the individual. There is no limit to my power to save. Also, there is no limit to my desire and longing to save. My hand is not shortened, and it is stretched out still, longing and waiting to be allowed to bless and help and save. Think how tenderly I respect the right of each individual soul, never forcing upon it my help, my salvation, perhaps in all of my suffering for humanity, that in the hardness, the restraint of the divine impatience and longing to help until the call of the soul gives me my right to act. Think of love shown in this. Comfort my waiting, loving, longing heart by claiming my help, guidance, and miracle-working power. Suffer it for now, for thus it becomes to fulfill all righteousness. Upon this, I founded my three years' missions on earth on the acceptance of the difficulty and discipline of, of life so as to share that human life with my followers in all ages. Much that you both must accept in life is not to be accepted as being necessary for you personally, but accepted as it, I accepted it. To set an example, to share in the suffering and difficulties of mankind. And this to share means to save. And there too for you both, for all of you, the same must be true as with so true of me. He saved others himself he cannot save. Beloved, you are called to save and share in every special way. The way of sorrows, if walk with me, the man, the man of sorrows, is a path kept sacred and secret for me, nearest and dearest. Those who one desire to do it all for me, no sacrifice all for me, no to count all as my servant Paul did, all things for laws that I may gain Christ. But dreary is that path must look to those who view it only from afar as it render lights and restful shades that no other walk in life can give. It will sure come to you if you should have it. It will come. 